It's the Score North Twin Show. Yeah. Man. Boy, Cleveland, uh, you know what they could use before we even start things off here? A van full of actual relievers instead of position players. And if they did have a van full of relievers, what would that van look like, Judd? It would look like a certain football team, but it would say Finch Home Solutions. And I don't know what the horn would sound like, but the sight of that van would be a welcome presence to your home if you have any electrical issues whatsoever. I'm talking about anything. I'm talking about an outlet that needs to be replaced. I'm talking about your home being rewired. There is no project too big and no project too small for the folks from Finch Home Solutions who are going to do a fantastic job. They did at my house. They're professional. They're courteous. They're quick. They're upfront about things, and they will take care of the problems. 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com. Cleveland Guardians pitching staff, you might want to put in a call because you definitely had some type of power outage last night, starting with a corrupt Giolito. Dude, I love how they just gave up. They were just like, First of all, uh, according to Doogie on the scoop session today, Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd scoring on the YouTube channel, the Twins did put a claim in on Lucas Giolito, but the Guardians were in front of them in the waiver claim order. So the the Guardians, they also put a claim in on Matt Moore. uh, Was it Reynaldo Lopez? I think everyone but Renfro. I think is what Duke said basically, right? Because there was five. Yes, guys, and they said, and he said they put in four, four claims. Well, but yeah. one of them was Bader. They did not put a claim in on Grichik. They uh, right. Bader was was he a Yankee? Yes, right. So I'm pretty sure. Yep. But anyways, like the Guardians by the Guardians claiming Giolito instead of the Twins. Thank you, God. It gifted the Twins a twenty to six victory last night, in which the freaking Guardians put a position player out in the sixth inning. The sixth inning of last night's game. Is that going to throw off the Twins hitters' timing for the last two games in the series? That's my my biggest worry. How do you do that, though? Like, I get it, I guess, but my God. Like, I, I, I get the eighth and ninth for sure. Like, it's hard to watch, but I get... But the sixth inning... It's aggressive. I don't think I've ever seen... I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before the eighth of you. Uh, I have not. Trevor Plouffe was tweeting last night saying, hey, legitimately... That he was, I think, worried about this throwing off the timing of hitters. But oh, the, the Twins Ephes. did sub in a bunch of their, yeah, they subbed in a bunch of their like the non-starters. Yes, home run and derby problems right there. He said he would legitimately have spent the last two or three innings dropping bunts down and just getting thrown out to end the game quicker. That hey, if you're going to do this, we're not going to worry about hitting three-run tanks off outfielders. Although Joey Gallo got back on can't track guys, and that was but, nice. But can't you find a position player that can just throw like fastballs? Like what? What I don't get is the is the and Smalley talked about this on the telecast. It's like all Ephus pitches now, but but they're doing that I think because it throws off timing, right? Because mm-hmm. if those guys are going, I mean, now Drew Butera came in one time and was throwing like ninety four. Yeah, but unless unless you have a guy that can come in and just throw like ninety five mile an hour fast, if you're going to throw an eighty seven mile an hour fastball, that's even more likely to get hit five hundred feet than a fifty five mile an hour Ephus pitch. So yeah. and it was and it was yeah, Plouffe, he, he was more saying too he wants a mercy rule I think I think is what he tweeted he wants a mercy rule after a certain period like you see in Little League basically so if you're if it's I'm like the seventh inning and you're up by twelve runs I'm fine I'm you, regular season Amen yes and if you're gonna put a pitcher in in the sixth let's call it after seven I'm all for that I think I am too like if our options are 
hey, you guys have you guys have given up. You're gonna put a third baseman in or whatever. Like, let's just agree to go home, get a little get a get a little early dinner. You know, go watch a movie in the hotel room, come back for BP tomorrow, right? And, and Roy and Bramer were salty last night. I sort of don't blame them, but they got really salty to the point. I have never heard Dick be as hard on a Twins player as he was that poor Brent Hedrick who hit two guys and the Guardians got pissed off. And Bramer's like, well, if he can't throw strikes, then you just have to take him out right now. No, you keep him in there so that you don't burn yes. your other pitchers. I know, but he got really salty. Dude, there's, the a, there's a guy A guy was rage-tweeting us about is Hedrick, right? That's the guy's name? Yeah. There was okay. a guy rage-tweeting Judd and I, like three different tweets last night. Yeah. This guy, get this guy out of the game. No, you want this guy to throw 150 pitches right now. He's got 14 send runs of today. cushion to play with. Yeah, send him down. And and because, well, that's that's I think like the thing about last night is this is why I would get rid of position players being even allowed to pitch. I would literally just say they're not allowed to pitch because part of your advantage when you nuke a team like that in the first game of a three game series, Mm -hmm. they should have to tax their bullpen or Mm -hmm. at least burn a guy for like five innings. Right. And instead, it's kind of genius. I mean, you know, Francona says, I'm not going to. We need to win these next two games, so I'm not going right. to burn like two or three relievers to to sacrifice my chances on uh, Tuesday and Wednesday or whatever Wednesday. Giolito's and- been so bad since he was traded from the White Sox to the Angels. I would have been tempted to just let him ride it out and been like, "Dude, you're 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 gone." You're because he's not like like that's the key thing about the guys, the three pitchers that the uh, Guardians claimed is I think they're all free agents. Yes. Giolito, to me, wouldn't start again. So I'd be like, you know what, dude? I don't care. You're just going to keep throwing. I don't care if you're getting hammered. I don't care if you're being embarrassed. Now, Tito's too classy to do it, but that would have been my temptation. This was the uh, the Declan plan when I played baseball. I pitched three times in my my illustrious uh, baseball career, and it was all either up by ten runs or down by ten <laughs> runs. There there was no. Were you throwing EFIS pitches or fastballs? I was throwing fastballs. You know, forty five mile an hour straight as arrow fastballs. <laughs> I, and, uh, I I was almost tempted at the state fair to get the, to do the radar gun, but I don't was do like, that. No, anymore. I'm just gonna. Take it's that humiliating, and you're gonna it hurt is yourself. Humiliating too. Yeah, you're like oh, the I rotator cuff gets weaker. It does. It starts Tom, to hurt. Tommy John surgery. My rotator I, cuff still hurts, and I don't from, pitch. From, I don't from, know from throw from from trying to throw stuff from, from at the fair. A, uh, at the TV. The first time I noticed it, I was probably in my late twenties, and I was throwing some rocks into the water. <laughs> and I'm like, my shoulder hurts like hell. It's like it's my rotator cuff. I'm like, I'm done with this. I heard this is what happened to Brad Radke in 06, actually. He was yeah. skip, skipping rocks on a lake and afraid his <laughs> like labor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, all right, before we get to our immaculate grid, this is going to be a little bit of an abbreviated version of the uh, Scornor Twin Show today, just based on our schedules. Um, so we will get to an immaculate grid, but let's do, we didn't really do much feedback last Friday, Judd. So let's do a little feedback Friday on a Monday here. We're on a Tuesday, I guess. Tuesday. Yeah. Week's all screwed up. We'll start with Tyler Anderson. And you can always hit us up, the Score North YouTube channel, comment sections, the Score North app. Tyler Anderson says, hey, guys, I was wondering what the comparison is between Justin Jefferson and Royce Lewis. Mm. Both these guys are fun players to watch and have winning in their veins. Dude, Lewis came up last night, and the game was very much still. It's a second inning or whatever, right? Third inning, whatever inning it was. And uh, bases are loaded, 2-0. and I don't know if you guys caught this, but when it was bases loaded and, and the second pitch was a ball, they showed a side view of the batter's box. And Royce Lewis, he had this look on his face like, 
Oh boy. I'm getting a fastball and it's my job to hit it 485 feet right now. Amen. He hasn't been missing these pitches very often in his first 50 games. And you, is it like Miguel Sano's first 50 games where, all right, that's the best 50 games he ever played. Or are we looking at a franchise? I think we're looking at a franchise altering player here in front of our eyes. I agree completely. And so on on our, uh, on our purple daily show today, Declan, talked about the fact with Kirk Cousins that opinions have changed and that there's certain folks who are like, you can't change your, your opinion was this. Well, I'd like to say this of the twins, this team pre all-star break. And I know they spent a bunch of time in first place to me was a dead ass team. They were a dead ass team. And I didn't see anyone, including Correa who lifted them. Right. Royce Lewis has changed and, and the kitty core too, but it starts with him. Royce Lewis has changed my opinion of watching this team. Wow. Look at this guy. There's room on the bandwagon. He's not not dead ass. There's room on the bandwagon. But, I mean, you think about what this kid brings. You think about, like, he has has that weird it factor of a guy that clearly loves baseball. And it's that that I think people are are making uh, pocket comparisons right now. But he does have an it factor that this team sorely lacked. And this, again, shows, too, that leadership is not based on, like, age. It's not based on, you know, I signed here, so you're going to follow me. It's an intangible. And Royce Mm -hmm. Lewis has that intangible. But I dare anyone to say that Royce Lewis hasn't made this team, and I mean in every way, too, because he's clearly playing great. But Royce Lewis, to me, makes this team far more fun to watch. And I think everybody now falls into line more. Yeah, it's interesting comparison because um, Royce Lewis is one guy in a nine-man order, and Justin Jefferson in an era of receivers are, where kind of things are taking over to a degree. He can, I think, maybe change the game a little bit more. You, you saw that with Kirill Kaprizov with the Wild. The moment he got here, oh, my God, now the Wild have like a legitimate bona fide superstar. You're seeing it, obviously, with the Wolves and Anthony Edwards, too. Um, but there is some type of... I don't know. It hard to quantify swagger that Royce Lewis possesses that I just haven't seen on this team in a long time. And we used the Tory Hunter one uh, a few years ago or um, a, a few shows ago, and that's probably as close as it gets because Maurer was a superstar, but Maurer was not a like badass when you you didn't feel this like bravado when he came up to the plate. I love me some Joe Maurer, but don't get me wrong, I, <laughs> yeah. it, it, that's that's not who he is. It was, he had dad energy from the age of twenty two, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So <laughs> it, it's it's cool to see Royce Lewis come up in these big moments for a team um, that has lacked that type of player for a very long time. He's got a little hop on my back boys to him, right? That's the the Kirby thing. And I don't know, like his presence in this lineup, it's, it's, it's like they just plopped one of the best hitters in baseball in the middle of their lineup for a pennant run. And that like, this is the hope that I think a lot of twins fans had. Well, Judd rightfully so was, Frustrated with some things a couple months ago. I feel like the the optimism that Declan and I have had is, hey, they're going to win the division. And, man, like if Royce Lewis can come back healthy, which is still a big if, and and we've gone over some of the other hot starts in Twins history, you never fully know. But this isn't, this isn't a Lou Ford situation where this is a first overall pick. Right. This is supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. And in baseball, it doesn't always happen with these guys because – the first round of the baseball draft can be kind of a crapshoot, but not usually with the first overall pick. 
that is like there's occasionally there's a Delman Young that just doesn't get it mentally, but that's not what we're dealing with here. If a guy is healthy and a guy is mentally sound with a high baseball IQ and he's, you know, physically put together and he's the first overall pick, he's probably going to mash. And we are seeing that right now with the Twins. Let's keep going here in the feedback. Ryan Keel says, hey, guys, just wondering if you could possibly find a stat for the Twins record when Royce Lewis is in the lineup. It just looks like they're more alive when he's playing. What do you guys think? Great show. Appreciate all you do for Minnesota sports. So it's funny. They're actually only 23 and 21 when he plays, but they did rack up a bunch of losses early. They lost like six games in a row early. So if you, if you just look at like the last month when he's in the lineup, I think it would be, I think anecdotally, it's much better than 23 and 21, but sure. And they, they, they lost the third game on Sunday to the Rangers. But I mean, he was great in that. Like he does, he does things that even in defeats give you hope. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, you know, go up there, head down. It's it's the difference between a guy like that and in the far too often brooding Max Kepler. Right now, Max is playing well right now, but you know, Max Kepler. Ah, oh, maybe I should have just played soccer. Ah, oh, the shift is. His energy, he has weird energy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So like like you. You lost on Sunday, but you certainly di- didn't say the reason why they had a chance to win. And by the way, sweep a series on the road was Royce. Yes, yeah, and he's holding his own, you know, defensively too. Um, it's it, I think we need more of a sample size to see. And there's a lot of big picture questions going forward because actually one of the one of the other storylines the last couple of weeks is Jorge Polanco. We weren't really sure are they going to get him back? Is he going to you know he's always had the ankle problems and stuff and that stuff is still going to linger, especially as he gets into his 30s. But, dude, we the old Jorge Polanco is back. That at-bat he took before the Royce Lewis Grand Slam. It was like a six-pitch, couple foul-offs. He worked the count. I think he was down 0-2, worked the count, uh, back to full, and then drew a walk. And I think it was the 1-2 pitch, if I'm not mistaken. And Giolito was on the ropes, but... Giolito still has some some diving, darting stuff, off-speed changeup that fades away from left-handed hitters, and he dropped a changeup on a one-two pitch where I think most younger hitters would have to swing at it. But Polanco, having seen Giolito enough, like he spits on a pitch that starts at his belt, fades out of the zone, the at-bat keeps going, and then he hits a home run in the first inning too, like to get the party wow. started. If you get, if all of a sudden we get one of the best hitters in baseball, Royce Lewis. And we get the old Jorge Polanco back in the top four slots in that lineup. I mean, it's it doesn't matter that their record isn't as good as it should have been, or it doesn't matter. Like they're going to get to the playoffs with that intact potentially in a month. Mm-hmm. That's what's exciting about this. And then don't screw it up. I still dread. Uh, I dread the playoff game. We, we know. I, we know. I dread Rocco's bring gonna it screw on. It up. I dread Falvey's going to screw it up. You, we should be Teflon to this. 18 consecutive times we have tried to kick the football and it's been pulled away from us. Like, yeah, but here's I, my problem. I am immune to the pain of a Twins playoff loss at this point. Oh, but I'm not. Im, but I'm not immune to, to the pain of stupidity. Like the <laughs> like the Twins have an easy bake recipe. Okay, like it's not their, their path to a playoff win is pretty clear. And it feels like Rocco and Falvey get in the kitchen and they're like, yeah, it's easy bake, but what if we put some little bit, little bit of pepper here? What if we do this? And it's like, no, you're ruining the dish. It, 
The instructions are on the side. They get like the HelloFresh box. They're like, all right, well, what if we add these nine exactly. things? We'll take this out. Uh, this doesn't make sense. No, it's there for you. Exactly. You've been given. You've got it. Just go with it. Just back off. Uh, Brad O'Callaghan chimes in here and says, I listen to your Twins podcast every day all the way down here in New Zealand. New Zealand. Thank you. Nice. Amazing. Been a Twins fan since I had a brief six-month summer work experience in the Twin Cities in 2017. Um, I would like to maybe put something out on the topic list for a quick discussion here. With the Twins going well at the moment and a huge series going on in Cleveland, do you think we have an outside chance of bypassing the wild card round with a winning record that puts us in second place in the AL? So the top two division winners in the American League avoid the wild card round altogether. The third division winner, which is where the Twins have been all season, has to play against the worst wild card team. So it's an interesting question. They they're they're not going to catch the American League East. They are like 15 games behind the American League East team right now. But with the Mariners, Astros, and Rangers all kind of like exchanging punches and neck and neck, they're all within a game right now. The Twins are only five and a half games back of the Mariners and the Astros for the second best division record. Unlikely, but the Twins play one of the softest schedules. From now until the end of, they they literally play like almost exclusively losing teams who sold at the deadline and are just making tea times and vacation plans. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't entirely rule it out. Wow. I I have not even given that one thought of being a possibility, but five and a half games. Wouldn't you rather them though, actually play a wild card series against like a bad Rangers bullpen? Well, to if, just, if it's to the just Rangers, like get a playoff win. Yeah, and bring the Rangers on, too. Like, that's the one team I want now. I don't, you know, I, I know that they, I think it was in July, went out and acquired Araldis Chapman. Um, but, my God, that bullpen. And I, I watched it again against the Astros on Monday. Give me that bullpen. I mean, you've got to, if you get the starting pitcher out at any point, it's game on. Houston scares me way more. I think Seattle's really, really pesky and has played well. Yeah, Julio Rodriguez. Give me Texas. Seattle kind of scares me, actually. They've got some, there's there's some mojo the last couple years with that team, and Julio Rodriguez is special, and I don't know. If they play Texas, I think I'm picking the Twins to win the series, Mm -hmm. not just one game. Wow. Uh, And according to Fangraphs, the Twins have just a 0.7% chance of getting a bye right now. 0.7. So you're telling me there's a chance. Telling me there's a chance. I knew that was coming. Telling me there's a chance. Uh, you know, I'll tell you there's a chance you can lose a lot of weight if you sign up with our friends at Livia and Livia.com. Oh, that's exactly right. In fact, take off the, the weight, and most importantly, they're going to help you keep the weight off. And if you don't believe sports, Dad, then guess what? I can tell you this, too. Then bleep you. No, then no, no, no. I love you people. But three consecutive years, three consecutive years now, Livia Weight Control Centers has been voted the best weight loss program in the state. That's right. Three consecutive years. So it's not just me. And, yes, I, I had success. But it is also uh, a publication. Three consecutive years. And right now, if you join, you're going to get three months, three months for free. That's right. You're going to drop weight. You're going to feel great. And you're just going to be getting started and three months free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-LIVIA.COM. Excuse the train coming through. That is the train in the That's background. That's the Twins offense coming it's around the, the bases right it's now. It's the noon train. Livia, L-I-V-E-A.COM is going to be your ticket to weight loss.
There's a noon train that goes by your house. It's a train like 1145, but it, it comes. Is it the the 310 to Yuma like, just going right like, by your house? Here's the weird thing. It's three blocks away, I think, or two blocks. I actually like it. I'll meet you at the noon I, yep, train. Yep. High I'm noon, twisting, partner. I'm twirling the gun. There there it is. I'm twirling the gun, going to the saloon. <laughs> Judd just with his, his assless chaps and spurs. Ass, hey. Fift, uh, no, the chaps would not be assless. My horse is out by the trough right now. You want to go? You're right. It's the twins. Pace off 10 steps. It's the Royce, it's the Royce Lewis Express is what that yeah. is. <laughs> He's coming through. Three grand slams, man. It's aggressive. That's incredible. All right, it's time for the Immaculate Grid Challenge here, gentlemen. Presented by our friends at Nutrisource. Let's shout out Nutrisource before we do this, too. Nutrisource is the official dog food of Scornorth, of Purple Daily, of the Scornorth Twin Show as well. Maya Mackey. Uh, Maya Mackey is all hopped up on Nutrisource chicken and rice and the Nutrisource salmon-flavored treats. She loves all of it. She uh, And the kombucha is pretty good, too. Pretty good. Stella does too, and in fact, she is in the next room right now, and she's starting to make some noise because it's time to go outside, and of course, when she comes back inside, that means it's time for training rewards treats, which oh. I'm guessing, Declan, that your guy, the Vinster, loves too. Yeah, if you hear a little little whimper, a little, little cry outside the Bad door, dad. it's probably because he knows, hey, you've been recording for like three hours now, yeah. and it's time to take me outside and also give me some Nutrisource treats, so get on it, peasant. So you can go to NutrisourcePetFoods.com to find a Nutrisource retailer near you. NutrisourcePetFoods.com. Oh, man. Judd's gonna, Judd hates when there are statistical categories here. Well, no, it's just not as much fun for me. But... It's, uh, Judd, like, Judd's favorite thing is complaining about the Immaculate Grid. I Declan and just, I accept it in all of its just shapes stop and it forms. Complaining. Judd's favorite thing is complaining. You can just stop right there. So here's what we're looking for. We're looking for an A who was once a Philly, an A who had a 40 home run season, and an A who is in the Hall of Fame. We're looking for a Red Sox who was a Philly, a Red Sox 40 home run season, and a Red Sox Hall of Famer. And we're looking for a Red who was a Philly, a Red who was a 40 home run hitter, and a Red who's in the Hall of Fame. Nine for nine. We'll put six minutes on the clock here just to keep it nice and tidy. Are you guys ready? Let's do it. Here we go. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, I'm thinking old school because I'm, I'm on the old school train. I was thinking uh, Trevor Plouffe for A's and Phillies. That's good. Love that one, dude. That's, That's good. good. Twin, stuff, yeah. The X-Twin thing has also now um, entered oh. my brain when doing these. 2%. Nick, Nick Punto play for the Red Sox? He did. Oh, man. Yes. He and did, he right? For the Phillies. He so we could go, should we try to go all twins here? He, oh, he won two World Series. We won one with the Cardinals, and I believe he won one with the Red Sox. Okay. And, and he played for the Phillies before he came to Minnesota. Um, let's go. Punto. If you guys, uh, you guys want to go Punto. All right. Punto, 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 Punto. Give it to us. Oh, point one. Point one. Oh, big time. Yeah. Wow, dudes. Wow. Well, the Philly um, red that's the most obvious is Pete Rose. Yeah. I was going to say Scott Rowland. It's another one. I'm trying to think of, like, less obvious ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know any X-Twins for both these teams, I don't think. No. Let me think on them. I'm just trying to think on X-Twins. Let's, we can skip that one, too. Let's knock out some of these other ones here. Yeah. So, like, uh, if you want to go real old school with Red Sox, we could. I think we used... 
Jimmy Fox on one yesterday, Judd, or was it yesterday? Let's use so Jimmy Fox, Judd, was a Red Sox, right? The power hitter. I think I think so, but I wouldn't swear. Manny to is it. who I thought of. Ortiz is going to be the most common, but I was yeah. going to go Manny. I mean, do we, we we have a great rarity score going right now, and we could go. Sure. I think you're right on Jimmy Fox. Let's go. Still, let's but... let's go Jimmy Fox. I'm ninety percent sure. I think you're right. Jimmy Fox. There it is. Two percent. Oh, nice. nice. I'm thinking about like the 500 home run list. So like Jimmy okay. Fox was a Red Sox. Yeah. Um, dude, there's an A on that list too. Like old school. Oh my god. From the Philadelphia days. Yes. Oh. Or Kansas City. Let me think about the uh, the old school. My so when I was a kid, my dad bought me. This is like in the mid 90s. A 500 home run VHS. And Eddie Murray had just done it, so Eddie Murray was not on the VHS. So it's all the 500 home run hitters before like 1996 or whatever year he hit it. Reggie Jackson would be on. Reggie that Jackson place. would be on there for a 40 and a Hall of Fame, and he might not be. Oh, uh, Giambi. Oh, Giambi. Mel Ott. Mel Ott. Really, an A. Are, we're sure on that. Wasn't he a Philadelphia? Was it a or was no, he a Philadelphia? No, he he was. A New York Giant. A New York Giant. Okay, okay. Yeah. Okay. But ja- but Jackson hit 40 there. I- I'm trying to think old school from the from the 70s World Series teams. Well, we know that Reggie Jackson would work for a couple of these squares, right? For A's Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah. yeah. Who are some other... Uh, well, you could go... Yeah, you go Giambi. Didn't Giambi. Tejada hit 40 jacks? I think Chavez might have hit 40 jacks at one point. Canseco. Canseco, yeah, yeah. Canseco's going to be high, very high. Giambi might not be as high, right? I feel like people don't remember Giambi as much at that place. Okay, game. these are all probably going to be kind of high unless we yeah. go like way old school. His brother. Okay. Fourteen. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. Red George Foster for a Hall of Famer. No, no, no. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh. For home run. Okay. That's a good one. I think he had fifty. I think he was the last player to hit 50 until, like, Cecil Fielder hit 50. Wow. 15. 15%. Yeah. That's so good. Probably not more baseball. It'd be fans. nice to keep it below 30, but we're not going to. Below 50 would still be good. All right, let's knock out some Hall of Famers, because we know we can, we know we we got a couple out. Like, we can go Pete Rose if we need to for, well, either of these. Um, No, we can't go Pete Rose. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Oh. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's also. Right. <laughs> um, Obviously. Dude. For Philly Red, um, I used him. The pitch, Kyle Loesch. Was he a Red? Loesch. Yeah, I think you're probably right. He was that. a Red. Okay. I believe he was a Philly, too. Putting the Twins okay. in these categories. That's got to be. Low. He was a Cardinal as well, right? Nice. We got uh, all point three. Nice. Minute nice and a half work, left. Dex. Wow, Dex. Nice work, Dex. Nice work. Amazing. Love to see that. And now we just got to pick our Hall of Famers here. I mean, there's, okay. yeah. well, there's only so much we can do rarity score-wise with right. Hall of Famers. Well, so Roland just went in, didn't he? He got into the Hall of Fame this year, or um, yes. in the last year. He did, and he was a red, right? Yeah, so that would Wasn't be Wasn't he a red from it, so that you can do yeah. that? Is that going to be rare, though? We're about to find out. We're about to figure out. It's going to be rare. Because there's some... 3%. 3%. Oh, wow, nice. Good call. <clears throat> All right. Okay. So Good for call. a Red Sox, how far back do we want to go? Because, like. Well, you got, like, Yastrzemski. Uh, Ted, yes, Teddy Ball, Teddy ball, ball game. game. Teddy Ball game is going to be popular. <laughs> More popular than Yaz, right? Because Teddy Ballgame is Teddy Ballgame. Carly Ostremski is probably going to be less than 
teddy ball game. Carl Yastrzemski. There you go. Yeah, Yastrzemski. 14? 14? 14%. That's not bad. That's not bad for a for Hall, Hall of Famers. No, that's not, not bad. bad. I'm gonna take that. Um, so Frank Thomas had a cup. Had a he stop did. there, right? Yep. That's. I'm trying to think of those two. Frank Thomas. Um, none of those pitchers went to the Hall of Fame. I feel like I feel Reggie. like Reggie and Raleigh Fingers are probably the highest, right? D- uh, Dennis Eckersley. Yeah, that's a good one. I would say Frank Thomas for the obscure stop in Oakland. Or Dennis Eckersley for just not being as top of mind. Like Frank. I mean, Frank Ricky Henderson. See it? Yeah, let's, let's go. Popular. Let's do it. Come on. Sure I says. Mean, it's in. 52. That's, that's 52 one of our rarity best rarity scores. Score. That's one of our best. What, what did we get yesterday, Phil? Um, what did we get yesterday? I don't remember. Only 2% on Frank. Ta- our Hall of Famers were, were good ones there. Yeah. It's pretty good. Giambi. Who are the, who are the popular ones here? Oh, Ricky Wire Henderson. Jeremy Giambi yeah. for A's Phillies. Yeah, there's Peter Rose. Adam that's Dunn. Right. Adam Dunn for the, that, that's for the, the Red scene, with 40 that, Jacks. That's the scene where Brad Pitt calls Jeremy in and trades yeah. him. Hey, you've been Amazing. traded. John Pappelbon. It's a great one. Jonathan Pappelbon is, hey, is one I thought about. I think he's guy. an analyst now for the Red Sox, right? Is he? I have no idea. Or Philadelphia. He's doing, yeah, he's doing TV for somebody. Nice job, boys. We are immaculate. Yep. Great work here. Scoring our twin show. Good we work. just want the twins to win a damn playoff game, and it's looking a little more likely. A little more likely. Where's my flag?